Hi, and welcome to this episode of Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn. Today, I have a very special call to share with you with EMDR specialist, psychotherapist, Dr. Michaela Sarno. She has done amazing things in the field of EMDR with intensives. She is a psychotherapist. She she understands so many things that people have gone through in her life, not only due to her training, but she's experienced, unfortunately, many of these things in her life, which drew her to this field. What we're going to have today is a recording from one of my Bible Babes live calls. Bible Babes is something I developed in November of 2019 that would bring fun, loving, you know, zero drama uh, zero judgment, women together that love Jesus or want to know more about Jesus, but that want a little bit more than just a website or, or, or emails. They want a little bit of a community. And what we've got so far is almost 300 ladies who are part of the babes. What we do each week, we have a live call. Right now, we're in the middle of a Bible study called Becoming a Woman of Excellence. In addition to checking in each week, not overwhelming anyone with a ton of emails, but giving them call replays, discount codes for all kinds of fun stuff too. Dr. Michaela's specialty to boss babe earrings, all the way to little tips and trips for makeup and hair and and just like organization, fun stuff that most of us want, need, and we just kind of gravitate to, but all done within this Christian community. I'd love for you to be a part of the babes. At the end of this call, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how not only you can reach out to Dr. Michaela and get the same discount codes that the Bible babes are getting right now, but also how you can sign up to be a babe. All right, let's go. I know that loving yourself is a question that a lot of people had. And I think that we we, we know what that means, like in a general sense, but it, it, it this almost requires many of these uh, meetings to really cover the whole topic, but to kind of really summarize everything. We judge we blame, we take too much responsibility for things. Um, and we do that because the way our brain works, it's, it captures all of our memories and scenes. When we look back on those moments, those memories, those scenes, we think that we have um, in a logical sense, we think we've made sense of them in a, in a truthful way. But if in those moments, when those memories happened, those events happened, if we felt not good enough, if we felt unlovable, if we felt like we didn't matter, if we felt like we weren't good enough, in control, couldn't trust, then that in turn becomes a core belief. So we, if, we, if I were to ask any client, do you love yourself 100%? Now, if we were to be completely honest with ourselves, and I remember asking a client years ago, and she said, well, I do. But there's just one part of me, it's, I call her the, um, the Incredible Hulk mom, and she's the part of me that gets really, really angry at my kids. I don't like that part of me. Um, another client says, I don't like the part of me that um, doesn't have the willpower. Um, I don't like the part of me that binges late at night. I don't like the part of me that's impatient um, or has, has road rage. Um, but those parts of us are parts of those scenes. So you know, when we're looking at how do we love ourselves, there's a psychological component, there's a spiritual component, there's a scientific component, but we look back on those scenes and those are the parts of ourselves 
that we don't love. We have this language that we use all the time. Well, there's a part of me that feels this way, but I know this, or I like this part of this person. Um, We use these words, um, himself, herself, ourselves, but we never really give credibility to what that means in terms of loving ourselves. We're multiple parts. We're more than one brain, so to speak. Technically, our personality, we used to call it multiple personality disorder. We changed that because we learned we don't have multiple personalities. We have one personality with many parts to it. That's why we use this language. There's a part of me. That's why we have those moments where we say, I don't know what I was thinking or why I said that. I don't know how I woke up this morning. I felt so motivated. Now I, I just feel like doing that. We have these moments where we don't understand and we look back. How, how did I act that way? back then? Why did I do that? Why did I say that again? Why do I keep making this promise and breaking it? Because we switch, so to speak. I know dissociation scares people, but technically we dissociate all throughout the day into these different parts of ourselves. When we say we love ourselves, we love the adult present part of who we are today, which is who you really are. Is it in today. That's the only reality that's real in this moment. We don't always love the parts of us that are in these scenes, in these memories, so to speak. So with all the judge, the blame, and the responsibility, first thing, because there's many things to do with that, is accepting God's grace. And I love that I get this platform to include God in this therapy because spirituality is a crucial component to evolving. It has to be there. Um, But it's accepting God's grace. How do we do that? Some people will say, well, I've already done that, or how exactly do you do that? Uh, accepting God's graces, it's something that everybody has grace that's available to all of us, but many people will reject it. And we reject it because of our, to be blunt, our laziness, to stay comfortable, because we shrink from uh, discipline. Um, but laziness, if we're going to talk about laziness, then we have to talk about power, because As much as we seek power, um, we also are very fearful of it. So we seek power as human beings because we are constantly giving our power away. For every person that made you feel unworthy or not good enough or incapable or that you couldn't trust, if you walked away from that event or that person feeling that and that became a core belief, you've now walked into the rest of your life and your adulthood um, without it. In which case, because we felt like we lost it somewhere, now we're seeking it constantly. When we feel like we've found it because we get positive affirmation in certain areas of our lives with accomplishments, with relationships, with our weight, whatever the case is, then we've given all of our power to those things to define us again as good enough, as capable, as worthy, etc. So we are very unempowered and we seek power. At the same time, we're very fearful of it um, because we fear abusing it. If we accept God's grace fully, and so much of this is unconscious until we become aware of it, if we accept God's grace fully, then there's a fear of, what if I make a mistake? What if I, um, what if I abuse that power, essentially, um, overall? But when that fear is there, to accept God's grace, which is just his, his grace in your life. I'm sure Mindy's talked a lot about that. Um, that's a neurotic problem, and that's a core issue in therapy. 
that fear. But it's just, it's not just the power that we fear, it's the responsibility that we fear. So like I said, some take too much of it, some not enough. Neurosis is the person that takes too much responsibility. And part of that is in fault of our brains. It's the way our, our psyche was created, which is, is fascinating because the way our psyche, our brain was created throughout our lives, every, every event that ever happens from as early as you can remember outside of your conscious awareness, when you go to sleep and you dream, your, your brain is sifting through all that information. It has to come to a conclusion. What does this say about me? Then we have to go back later and change all that. It doesn't say anything about you. This is how we come up with, I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. I can't trust. It doesn't say anything, but it does that for our survival. The problem is we're supposed to grow out of that because circumstances change and we don't need our, our caregivers or those people in our lives or those circumstances in order to survive anymore. But we hold on to those beliefs, unfortunately. So um, it's because of all of those beliefs, though, that we take so much responsibility. Um, character disorders are when we take not enough responsibility. And those that's more of a, um, a narcissistic trait. We're all born narcissists. Um, infants, toddlers are narcissists, but we're supposed to grow out of it. But in order to have total freedom, we have to be willing to accept total responsibility, but also reject responsibility that isn't ours in order to love ourselves. So, you know, touching back on accepting God's grace, we fear the responsibility of it because when we accept God's grace in our life, then God is within us. We become one with God. When we become one with God on a humanistic level, when we become one with God, um, there isn't anything externally above us, outside us, we are now one with God, in which case there isn't anyone else to blame. And human beings seem to need someone to blame, which is why a lot of people will blame God or, or blame things. And in that position, there isn't anyone. That is total responsibility. So there needs to be a balance between being able to take total responsibility for our lives, but rejecting the responsibility that isn't ours, which again goes against the grain of how our psyches and our brain originally forms core beliefs for our survival. So a good place to start is, the, like I said, the way our brain captures memories in our lives, it does it in scenes, pictures. But if you were watching a movie, um, uh, if you were in a room sitting on a couch, you're watching a movie, the story of your life, and um, I just waltz into the room, say it's a three-hour series, and I waltz in 90 minutes into it, and I see one scene, and I judge that character. Oh, she, this, this person is, is not a good person. This person just doesn't have it together. This person is, um, is mean, or this person has got no, uh, no will, or whatever the case is. That wouldn't be a fair opinion or judgment of you just looking at one scene. But that's what we do is we look back on these memories um, where we felt we lost our power or that we lost our ability to trust because these beliefs generalize the moment they're formed. If we, if we have one moment where we don't trust now, we don't trust at all. If we have one moment where we lose our power, we, we never have it again. It's, they generalize. But whenever we're looking back on 
as we go through the process of, of learning to love ourselves and accepting that grace, we always want to go and look at the very beginning of the movie. If we're going to judge ourselves, we can do that. But to be fair about it, we got to look at the beginning of the movie from the beginning of the earliest part of your life to that moment or to today. And then you can judge yourself because you're going to have a completely different opinion of that character. There's always a reason why we do things. And when you look at the whole movie, you think, God, that, that, that little girl or that woman, she's not worthless or she's not, not good enough. She's actually really courageous considering what she's been through, considering what she didn't have, considering how she was treated, considering all of these things. I really feel a lot different about this person. In fact, I feel a lot of empathy for her and I want to help her and I want to support her. And that's what we want to do. When we beat ourselves up, when we make mistakes or we think we've failed, we're beating up those parts of us, those parts of our personality, those different parts of, that we each have. We're, we're being counterproductive to loving ourselves because we, we really don't give credibility to how powerful that is. Those are the moments that we switch on or we see people. Have you ever seen an adult act like a little kid? That's that person who transitioned into this different part of themselves. And that's such a key component, that awareness of knowing that all throughout the day, we are transitioning constantly from being in the present to being in our memory network. The problem is, there's nothing to tell us that that ever happened. But when we're beating ourselves up, we beat ourselves up for doing things, saying things, not being able to do things, not, not trusting, not whatever the case is. We beat ourselves up because we're judging the adult part of us. That's when we're present. But if we, if we got triggered, which happens thousands of times throughout the day, then we're not in our adult self when those things happened. We're in a younger part. So we're, we're not really judging ourselves fairly. So we want to be aware when that, of which part of ourselves we're in, which part of me is feeling this, which part of me is thinking this, and think about how we're judging ourselves and, and always considering the whole movie um, at the same time. Hopefully that makes sense uh, to all of you. So that's such a key component to um, how when, when, I, when a client says, well, how, so where do I start? Like this is a lot of information, whatever I start with. In, in every given moment, we don't want to solidify core beliefs that we already have. And when they're first formed, every event that happens after that, it just solidifies it even more and even more and even more. That's the battle in our heads that we have, where we're, we're constantly, we know one thing to be true, but it doesn't feel true. The goal is we want what we feel to be true, to, um, or what we know to be true to also feel true. But that battle in your head, those are the different parts. So we always want to know at every given moment, whenever we have a thought or a feeling, a negative thought or a feeling about ourselves or what we're doing, okay, wait, which part of me is thinking this right now? Which part of me is feeling this right now? Because if we're not feeling joy and peace, then we're not present. And most people think they're present all the time. Um, but if we're, if we're a society trying to meditate. We're, we're so into meditation. Where do you think you are now? Most of the time, we are not present. We, you know you're present if you take someone who's got amnesia, wakes up in the hospital. They don't have any fear. They don't have any self-doubt. They don't have any um, uh, worries. They don't have any um, self-defeating thoughts. They don't have any of that. 
because they don't have any memories to tell them to think and feel that way. So when we're present, we just feel peace and joy. Anytime we feel fear or anytime we're thinking about anything in the future or anything in the past, unless we're thinking about just or feeling about just what's happening in front of us, we're not present. So part of loving ourselves is knowing which parts of us and how we're judging those parts at any given moment um, to which we're doing so. Um, Accepting God's grace is just becoming more self-aware and and knowing really more the nuts and bolts of what exactly that is. Accepting total responsibility for ourselves and becoming one. Um, Also rejecting responsibility that isn't ours, which is looking at the entire movie. And You know, ultimately, to receive God's grace, to live in his grace, is simply humbly believing in him. And that's trust. And last piece on trust, because I know that was a question. Like I said, when these beliefs are formed, they generalize. To change them, the only way to change these core beliefs, so that what we know to be true feels true, is to go back to where we think we might have lost that trust. We always have to go back to the source um, and re-examine, can I trust or is this a truth or is this a lie? When we give away all of our power, it's when any given moment, any memory, any person in our past to which we felt like we lost trust in people or in human beings, in relationships, what have you, if we felt like we lost it there, that's why we feel unempowered. So we have to um, trust that we can't lose those things. It just felt like it. We have to trust that everything that we think about ourselves, all these negative beliefs, the reason we have them is because there's a memory to which we felt like we lost these things. We've had them all this time. So, you know, I think that I know Mindy invited me to kind of share ongoingly whenever, whenever the group feels like they're finding value in it. But hopefully this gives you a starting place. Just at the very least, always be mindful of which part of yourself is thinking and feeling whatever it is you're feeling. If it's not peace and joy, it's not a truth. And accepting God's grace is part of loving, loving oneself. Um, do you have any other questions? I feel like I just kind of sped through that quickly. I have something I want to ask you real fast. Yeah. Okay, so my gosh, that was so so good. I'm so glad that we have these recorded. Like so many things came to my mind. I think the two main things that came, and maybe you could just hit on this just a tiny bit, but I believe and I know that accepting God's grace comes from knowing who He is, knowing His character, so therefore knowing that you know He is 100% of what He says He is, and that grace comes from a place. Uh, of love that comes to everyone that he, you know, he loves and has a relationship with him. And so grace is tough sometimes because we don't feel as if we deserve it. And then many times it's there and we don't tap into it. And, and, and so that maybe you could add a little bit more. And then this is the other side kind of of the token on what you were saying is those of us that have been, you know, hurt by others, those of us that have been hurt by people that, you know, maybe gave birth to us, maybe people that, you know, we've known our whole lives there's got to be a way that maybe you can help our perspective and our mind get in uh, the category parameters where it should be in, in, in this sense. We can trust God 100%, no doubt. But we really 
can never put 100% of our trust in anybody that's human, period. Not because we think they're going to do something bad for us, but they're human and they're going to mess up and it's going to hurt us. While some people's go way on the other end of being hurt, like on purpose and, and throughout our whole lives. There's others just that accidentally, but how can we have a healthy level of, I'm going to love this person and I'm going to have a relationship with them, but yet still be in the zone of, I want to do what God wants me to do, but I need to protect myself in a healthy way from this individual. Does that make sense? Yes. So to answer that, that last part in relationships and trust, what we typically do it just out of non-mindfulness is, you know, it, you ask a kid or you ask some adults, well, how, how do you know when you can trust? I'll feel it. I'll just know. Mm, mm. That's where we lose all our power because we leave yeah. it up to other people to um, tell us that we can trust them. But we, have, we take that power back when we decide what is it that I need in order to trust. So in other words, mm. this is my pasture. This is my little gate. And in my pasture... In order to trust you, I need to know, um, I need you to be honest with me. I need you to, you know, um, be direct, speak your truth. I need to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever those, those things are. And as long as you can um, respect those, those value, those uh, boundaries, then you're more than welcome to come into my pasture. But we decide what we need in order to trust we decide what we need in order to feel safe. We decide that. We set those perimeters and those boundaries. That way we hold all the power. We're not waiting to see if somebody's trustworthy. Does that make sense? It, it does. Um, I have one further thing on that. Because many of us, um, and I'm speaking for people that I know and myself, but that person that we cannot get rid of, that we can't just say, oh, I'm removing them from my life. They're unhealthy. You know, they are our, our parents or there are siblings or there are, you know, whatever. And I love everything you said, because that's, I believe that to be true. But I also feel, or, and I also feel there should be like one more step with that because some people make it to where we can trust them for a little while and things are good. And then they do it to us again. Right. And so like, how do we maybe just prepare for that? knowing that history has shown us they're going to go back and forth and they're going to be cool one day and the next day they're going to give us those little cuts again. And, and then they're going to be cool one day and they give us little cuts. Uh, maybe what are some practical tools in addition to praying about that, how we can just kind of be aware and still be with that person and love them like we should, but not, but, but be ready because they've shown us in the past they're going to do that. Well, um, A, we, we want to take responsibility for, for those things happening, which is enabling people mm. and and are we enabling their behaviors but you're right people are going to hurt us there is there people are going to disappoint us people are going to um reject us we are going to get hurt but we have to decide ultimately what you know upon setting those boundaries what am i willing to accept and what am i not willing to accept a lot of people say even with family or friends you know well i've, I've had this friend for 20 years i can't i can't get rid of this friend even though it's unhealthy doesn't negate the fact whether you've known this person for 50 years or not, or it's your parents, you decide what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. But then you have to hold to, to that decision of what you're willing to accept or not, and, and either have that person in your life or not, or decide how you're going to have that person in your life. 
um, because you know we can't control other people's behavior, but we also shouldn't enable it or um, or or continue. We also we rescue. You've heard of the drama triangle. I don't know. Have you heard of the drama triangle, Mindy? Yes, you wrote it out for me in a restaurant in uh, yeah in Luxembourg, Germany. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so we often we rescue when you know part of loving ourselves and in those relationships. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. So when we express um, what those boundaries are, or our feelings, or uh, you know what we're experiencing in a relationship when there's problems. Oftentimes, if we're dealing with a person that isn't listening, is um, turning it back on you, and you, you just find this pattern happening, then you want to recognize that you're getting pulled into what's called a, a drama triangle. And you can Google that, and there's many versions, but it's a basic, this basic foundation to it. But we want to recognize when that's happening, that that's actually a phenomenon happening. People that don't listen when we try to express ourselves or our needs or, or, or what we're feeling they can't because they're usually, it's the narcissism in them. Narcissists already believe ultimately deep down that they're bad people. And that's why they defend so much against it. Some people cannot hear us because if they did, they would have to take responsibility for their role in it. Oh, so that's good. Back on us. What we do is we don't want to be the bad guy either. So then we go up and we rescue them by enabling it, by allowing them to continue to cross our boundaries, by, um, just saying, okay, well, let's just start over. Never resolving it by saying you're going to no longer accept, accept something and continuing to do it. So uh, we, we want to take responsibility for our role in that, but also recognize when those dynamics or those phenomenons are happening. Does that answer your question, Mindy? Yes, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. So anyone else that has a question, you can ch- type it in the chat. Or if you feel comfortable... Uh, or Michaela, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on any toes, but if you feel comfortable and you think it's okay for someone to maybe ask a, a question and you have time, I would love to hear what one of these babes, you know, might, might have a question about. Mindy, they can also leave questions in the, you know, I'm in the Bible babes group now. I try to jump in, which I'm really enjoying it. They can also leave questions there. I won't get too long-winded answering them, you know, in text, in mm-hmm. but they can also leave questions um, in, in that group too, because I'm in there all the time. Thanks for being here, guys. I love you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on again. Like I said, I love, love, love talking about these topics. I think it's unfair um, to not have this information because it, we, we don't know what we're working with, what we're dealing with. So we, we need a fighting chance. And this is just information everybody should have. So much information. So thank you for having me on. Um, additionally, I, I mentioned to Mindy that um, for those of you that want to continue to work on things on a personal level that I've given um, Mindy and the Bible Babes um, uh, group um, admin admin, um, links, uh, a direct link if you want to schedule a Skype with me. Um, Usually it takes three to really kind of work through something or get to a place where you can take it on your own. Um, But they've got a direct link and also um, an exclusive session fee that's half what it normally is for any of the Bible Babes in addition to a major discount on my intensives, which is an incredible five-day experience for anybody who's interested in that. But again, feel free to leave messages in the Bible Babes, and I'll hop hop in as often as I can. You can also directly email me uh, at drmichaela at gmail.com if you have any questions. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Michaela, for being here. And incidentally, so I'm Rebecca Ross, by the way. I'm Mindy's friend and 
as she said, I am a pastor's wife and mom and horse trainer and all kinds of things. <laughs> but I actually did a couple of weeks ago, one of the sessions with Dr. Michaela. And if you guys are on the fence about it, or you're thinking about it, or you're not sure what it would be like, or I don't know, I highly recommend it. You, Dr. Michaela, helped me so much. And, and even since our conversation, I've been able to work through some more things and some more memories and, and things like that. And it's, I, I don't even know what word to use. How I freeing, that would be the word. It's, awesome. it's just very freeing to work through that stuff. So I highly recommend it. If you guys can do it, if you're even thinking about it, just do it. <laughs> so as she was talking, I'm just going to read just two scripture verses that came to my mind as she was talking, because she was talking about fear of accepting God's grace. And then I'm going to pray. Um, so the first verse that came to my mind is, um, it found in first John four eighteen, and it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And when we can accept the love of God, when we can, well, first of all, God wants us to know his love. He wants us to know how much he loves us and that it's available to us. He's, he's not, he's freely giving that to us. He's not trying to hide that from us. And it's up to us to investigate that and to say yes to it. it. He's freely offering, so we just have to say yes. I believe that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ and just accepting Him as your Savior, understanding that He died on the cross for your sins and that He, he rose again and that He did that for you and that He did it because He loves you. And once you're in that relationship with Him, you start to learn, like in any other relationship, you get to know him and you start to learn about this incredible love that he has for you. I have been a believer in Christ ever since I was 10 years old. I'm 39 now and I feel like I'm just beginning to scratch the surface of what God's love means, that it is a safe place for me to be. So there was that verse and then there's one other verse. Paul, in the book of Ephesians, he's writing to, to the um, believers in Ephesus, and he has a prayer for them and subsequently a prayer for us. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 3 and starting in verse 14. And it says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That particular passage of scripture has just become so precious to me because it's telling me and helping me to understand that God wants me to be rooted and grounded. He wants me to have a place of steadiness, of safeness in his love. 
And he wants me to know that love and to understand that love. And I am capable of doing that. It's not just like, well, here, you can, you can try for it. You can. You can know that love. I just think that's an amazing thing that he's given us, an amazing gift and part of his grace that he has given us that we can just know and understand and comprehend this love that he has for us. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we'll be all finished with the call. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. And thank you for each and every one of these ladies that have joined the call today. Thank you so much for Dr. Michaela and the wisdom that she brings on this call and also the call a couple of weeks ago and just the knowledge and the the information so that we can break down those lies that we believe about ourselves, that we can get to the truth and, and start living in that truth instead of living in the lies. Lord, thank you so much for Mindy and for her vision to create this group of ladies. I know for me, it has been such a blessing. It's something that I look forward to each week and I'm disappointed if I'm not able to, to get on the call for whatever reason. And um, I'm just so thankful for her and for her continuing to do this in spite of her circumstances and right now. And Lord, just I pray for each and every one of us as we go about the rest of our week that we would each come to a place where we know your love, where we can comprehend your love, where we get to know you on such a level that we know the truth of your love and that uh, that is a reality in our life. Thank you, Lord, again for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Hope and Struggle. Would you please check out thebiblebabes.com? This is such an inexpensive way to have some Christian accountability with women, all of the fun discount codes, all of the money I will save you would be so much more than what it costs to be a member. But something about having free sites and free memberships, no one commits. But I've learned through not only our fitness business and through this avenue, if I can just get you to commit, you hold on, you try and you try to get your money's worth and it makes us more engaged. Come to thebiblebabes.com. Also, on the BibleBabes.com website, I'll have more information about this call with Dr. Michaela's websites, her links, and the same discount codes that she is offering the Hope and Struggle community in addition to the Bible Babes. Secondly, you can always go to drmichaela.com or email her at drmichaela at gmail.com for more. Thank you for being here.